Well, hello, it's Tom here and I'm with Ross. Hello there. And um, we wanted to uh, provide a bit of an update in light of uh, this week's lockdown. Um, yeah, with the government announcing the third national lockdown, uh, that clearly has implications on all of our lives and the life of uh, the church. And so we just wanted to, to spend some time sharing a little bit of update and um, hopefully also an encouragement uh, to one another at this time. So Ross, as we start out, I, this is a big thing uh, and it will affect us. How, how, do we, how do we care for each other in this scenario? Well, I think we certainly need to care, but I think the care that is needed or can be given is so varied, depending on circumstances, really. Um, I know that, uh, you know, working for the members handbook, praying for people, and actually sending out the cards to all the addresses last week. Um, you know, each name, each family, each household may be very lonely, or it may be have a surface of people. If you've got mum and dad uh, working from home, children who are now schooled from home, living from home, parenting from home, uh, who might long for a touch of loneliness, but equally the lonely might long for a touch of uh, smartly riotous family household. And so, um, and as well as people, more people shielding again. Uh, so having to stay, really stay in. Uh, and uh, in all this sort of melee, uh, continuing to work out how we can really support uh, and care and show that love and care for one another. Uh, it's complicated and certainly one size does not fit all. We're all in very different circumstances, I think. Yeah, I, I was reminded this week as I was, I was thinking about what we were going to say that um, we are uh, in Christ one body, but a body with many different parts and each part of the body needs all the other parts. Um, mm. And that just struck me that, um, I guess, <laughs> to use Paul's illustration, some might be hands and feet, some might be eyes and ears or the mouth or uh, mm. the nose. Uh, mm. and, and yet you take one part of the body away and the rest suffers and we do I guess need to remember that as a church family, we need each other at this time. And oh, definitely, yeah, yeah, absolutely, we do. I mean, you know, it's, it's great to hear from people. Uh, uh, Anne Plant actually phoned me yesterday, which was lovely, lovely just to talk to her and uh, just to share with her a little bit and hear her sharing, reflecting over the events of the last couple of weeks, really, which is which is a, a real privilege actually. So that was a that was a delight. Mm. Mm. And, and of course, this lockdown also has um, real implications for uh, us as a as a church. Um, there is something uh, different this time round with the lockdown. The government have uh, not enforced closure of places of worship as they did in the previous two lockdowns. Mm. Um, and as uh, as we thought about that, we realised this is a huge blessing. This is almost a unique privilege amongst the um, regulations. Um, I know that uh, many people um, have been petitioning the government and explaining uh, that places of worship are not like a, a pub or a gym or a, mm. uh, a shop, that actually uh, worshipping God is, is fundamental um, and we are very grateful to those. I know from the FIC, people like John Stevens and the, the board of directors um, and other people nationally as well who, who, have, um, yeah, who yeah. have appealed to government. Yeah. And we, are, we should recognise that and be thankful for that. Mm. 
I think it's interesting. I'm sure there are people, quite a lot of people, who would think, well, places of worship should shut down too, given that the virus you know, continuing. But equally, what a privilege. And I think perhaps that's, well, to a good extent, the fact that churches have complied with the requirements. And I assume that statistics are indicating that churches are relatively safe compared to other places. And so SAGE and the government can uh, say, yeah, you can remain open uh, and operate under these restricted circumstances, which is uh, you know, a huge blessing. And uh, I, I'm very grateful that we can still. I've, I thought we'd be, we'd be shut again totally. So uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a joy, actually, that we're, we're permitted to. Mm. Yeah, and in light of that, um, we have decided to continue to hold in-person gatherings at the church, albeit some of that will be different. I wonder, Ross, if you could explain uh, a little bit about that decision and what that means for um, ministries that would potentially be able to continue and ministries that will not continue at this time. Well, I think I think the the ministries that will continue at church are essentially the Sunday services. Rapidly trying to think of anything else that will continue at church. With Friday youth groups are all going back online, having met in person. But I think that is wise. I've been pleasantly surprised, very pleasantly surprised, how Sundays have operated. Really, um, people have been very conforming and very compliant with uh, the, the, the requirements that we have in place. Um, we can. We are reviewing those at the moment to ensure that we are as compliant as possible. Um, um, but I, when we started early church, which was yeah, um, slightly different with children with young families, I, I did wonder how keeping to bubbles and separating would work with little ones. And frankly, I have been very pleasantly surprised. They have been amazing, sitting at their tables in their bubbles week by week, joining in, participating. Uh, I don't think anybody has left their seat to scuttle about or, you know, riotously in a small way. They've been brilliant. And it's been a real joy to see that. Um, not every family thinks it's worth the risk. I fully accept that and understand that. But equally, for those who do want to get out with the children or do think church on a Sunday morning is important for families with the young children, the opportunity is there. Uh, we're going to make one or two changes to be uh, to, to just help further in terms of uh, compliance and minimising risk, not major, because I think most things are in place. Uh, and again, for the Sunday services, uh, the, for the adults uh, and those uh, older children who want to come, people have been very compliant and there are just a few tweaks we're going to make uh, to do all that we can. Um, but as I say, I don't think we've, we've, we've erred seriously in any way. And it's a, it's a joy to meet together. It's hard not to sing. It's very hard not to speak afterwards. Very, very hard. But being together, for some of us, is a rich time for which we're very grateful. Yeah, I think at this juncture, it, it, it's important to say that though we are continuing to hold um, in-person services, uh, we do also recognise that the situation has changed nationally um, and uh, perhaps in, in previous weeks we've been very positive about encouraging people to come down. I think we would still encourage people to come but perhaps with a little more caution at the moment we recognise that the situation as it stands is very difficult and that uh, some may not be able to come, may have been told that they should not come to this sort of gathering. Some mm. will not feel 
comfortable um, and yet others would want to come down and we recognize that those decisions are, are, are with the Lord's people. We cannot decide for anyone and yet we do still want to provide this opportunity um, and we're grateful that the government has, um, mm. has extended this privilege to us. Um, Absolutely. They're indivi individual decisions. And it's a wisdom decision, isn't it? It's, there's no morality in anything like this. It's a real wisdom decision. What is most appropriate for me, my household and my family? And uh, I, I hope, I'm sure we are, bearing with each other, even the difficulty of making that decision. For some, it's very clear. If you're shielding or if you're feeling unwell, don't come. Don't come. Absolutely. If you're unsure, probably better not to come. Um, but for those who have been coming and want to continue, we're open for Sunday services. And, uh, and of course, they're online for many others. And those who aren't can't get access online are getting CDs still. So uh, I hope that we as the church are serving everybody in the best ways possible and people can still access the services somehow. And indeed, if you can't, hearing us somehow, do let me know if, if you've missed out so far, because uh, everybody's different and got different needs, and we want to serve everybody in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, Paul's not with us right now, but uh, as we were speaking about this earlier in the week, um, Paul stressed the importance uh, of unity in this situation, that as the weeks and months go on and different decisions have to be made, uh, uh, that the, the unity of the people of God is paramount, and that perhaps there are opportunities to, to become fractious or to argue amongst ourselves. And, and so that was a real reminder to me. And I think something that we should bear in mind at this time that, that yeah, there, there will be different decisions, different people will make different decisions and we need to, to bear with one another in love and, uh, and try mm. and care for each other as best we can. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 What else is there I, to say, Tom? I think just to finish, really, we we wanted to to recognise that this is this is a really difficult situation. Um, I'm sure even as we came out of the first lockdown, not not many people anticipated that we would still be under restrictions um, six months later. Um, and yet, our God is in control, and He is building His church. We trust that, and we know that, um, and so we placing our faith in Christ and we wanted to say please do be in touch with us and please do get in contact if as, as Ross has said if there's anything that uh, you, you feel like you're missing out on or, or, or you need to hear from us on a certain uh, issue do do get in touch um, mm. and, please and also, also if people have offered to do practical things too so if, if if you're I don't know if you're shielding and don't want to go out at all and running out of milk bread or whatever just get in touch. We can find somebody to help. Um, and they're very happy to do that. So, yeah, spiritual and practical needs. We're one family, one big family, and we're happy to help. Mm. And uh, look out for, for those around in the community as well. Um, this could be a, another great opportunity to, to witness to neighbours or friends or family. And um, though the circumstances are strange and we may not be able to come close to them or speak to them for very long, even small gestures, I think, can go a long way and make a very meaningful difference. Mm, indeed. Yes, absolutely. Good. Well, I don't know. We, we may see one or two on Sunday. 
Um, but hopefully we should be gathering on Sunday in the ways that we can, either virtually and recognising huge gratitude to everybody involved who's still making these things happen, uh, wherever abouts in the church we are or up in the box or preparing for it or recording now prayers and um, readings, children's talks. There's actually a large number of people who contribute week by week, not all are seen, but it's wonderful to see so many serving together despite what this virus is doing at the moment. So we're very, very grateful to everybody and for everybody's prayers too. Everybody's prayers. Thank you all very much indeed. Great. Thank you, Ross.